On today's show, we're sharing six ways having a personal brand can increase your sales. And before you judge what a personal brand is, we definitely want to break down exactly how we're defining that so you can understand the impact that it can have. All right, let's jump into it. There's no wrong way to be an entrepreneur, and that's the dirty little secret the business gurus don't want you to know. They want you to do things their way, but their way may not be your way. The key to success is finding the strategies that work best for you. Welcome to The Six Ways with Jerry Potter. And welcome to episode number 22 of The Six Ways. Every week we bring on a smart, innovative guest that is thriving in their field of expertise to share their best tips with the rest of us so we can all achieve our entrepreneurial goals. I truly believe that we all do better when we all do better. Now, this is both an audio and a video podcast, so if you want to switch from one to the other, you can find the link in the description or show notes, depending on where you are. And I know your time is valuable, so you'll also find timestamps for what we talk about. So if you're looking for a certain part or want to revisit something, you can jump ahead to that part. My name is Jerry Potter, founder of 5-Minute Social Media and the Social Media Leads Lab. And my guest today is Bob Gentle. Uh, Bob runs a coaching program and agency that helps business leaders elevate their personal brands. And I'm so excited to have him on the show. Bob, welcome to the show. I, I just want everyone to stop a moment. That was one of the slickest intros. I've ever experienced on a podcast. That was so smooth. Thank you very much. It was wonderful to behold. The produced part or me rambling both, part? Both really smooth. Oh, okay. Well <laughs> and thank you for having me. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Um, so uh, for the sake of this, for the sake of this conversation, I just want to make sure that you and I and anyone listening is on the same page. So how do you define a personal brand? Because the last conversation you and I had, we talked about how the word influencer, I think you called it a very loaded word. So how do you define personal brand for this conversation? I, I find personal brand and influencer kind of loaded. I don't really like either of them, but it's what we have to work with. So okay. if you go to marketing school, they will tell you one of the classical definitions of a brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And Everybody has one. Everybody has a personal brand because you exist in the minds of other people. Cultivating, amplifying your personal brand is about being intentional about the way that you build on that natural personal brand. So everybody, you might have a personal brand within a friend circle. You might have an international personal brand within a business community. They're both personal brands. It's just different orders of magnitude, I guess. So are you describing that each of us actually have multiple personal brands, almost like I have one with my kids. I have one in a hobby club I might be in, another one in the business world. That wasn't actually what I was saying, but it's actually true. Yes. We, we, okay. we, in different circles, we exist in different ways, but it's how we exist in the mind of other people is essentially our personal brand. I love that. And to me, the strength of a personal brand is that we are able to humanize our company no matter what size we are. And this is not, you know, anything, any negative thought that pops into your head about influencer or personal brand, I encourage you to let that go because that's not specifically what we're talking about here. But in my mind, a personal brand is making you more memorable, allowing you to charge more, all of these things. And we'll certainly get into yeah. those a little bit here as we jump in. So, okay, glad we're on the same page here. So we're gonna share six ways having a personal brand can increase your sales. Bob brought three and then I brought three. And our question of the week from Monique, which is, can I have a personal brand and still maintain my privacy? And as somebody whose original personal brand was very much in the public eye, I'm excited to discuss that. And I'm sure Bob will have some great insights on that as well. So 
Let's jump in. Six ways having a personal brand can increase your sales. Uh, guest always goes first. So, Bob, what do you got? The first one for me is a biggie, and it's referability. Uh, most business owners depend on referrals to an extent. Uh, opportunity can typically find us through outbound sales, inbound sales through content, through ads, and relationships. And if you build a strong personal brand that comes across as having some authority, lots of credibility, experience, that you're what, what I think Russell Brunson describes as an attractive character, then people are going to refer you more often because the people like to be associated with micro-celebrities, if you like, being famous with a small F. Um, if, I guess, people will have experienced this. You'll, you'll experience it in the schoolyard. Everybody wants to be seen hanging out with the cool kid. It's a little bit like that. I'm trying to think how I would express this more simply, but people will more readily refer you when they think that you're kind of a big deal because they, they yeah, it makes them look good. That's what I would say. If you have a strong personal yeah. brand, the referrals are going to be, the, the line of least resistance is towards you rather than towards somebody else psychologically. That is beautiful. And I, I didn't necessarily expect for you to like throw something out there because I deal so much in personal brands, but I'd never thought of it that way. But you're 100% right because it's almost like when I refer an Apple product, right? Apple products are part of my identity. When I refer somebody, and I and I do refer people that I think are great because they and it's because they have a strong personal brand. And when I refer them, I'm like, oh yeah, you gotta check them out. They're wonderful. So there's almost like a status for the referrer, right? That's kind of what you're saying. It's, if you've ever watched the TV show House of Cards, they they talk about proximity as power, and everybody wants proximity to to the person they perceive, and it may not be real, but it's perceived as there's some kind of high ruler. Again, with a small age, I don't like I don't like these terms, but psychologically, that's how we think. We think like a pack of wolves, and people will go out of their way to support the animal they see as strong, and they'll go and they will shun the animal they see as being weak. And our personal brand is that how we shape that perception of strength. It sounds so callous, but it's basic animal behavior. So, cultivate that strong personal brand. You will attract support. And in this instance, it's in the form of referrals, yeah. I love the way that you describe it as famous with a small f, <laughs> uh, with a lowercase f too. So that's perfect. All right. Next up, number two, six ways having a personal brand can increase your sales. Uh, I'm going to define this as vulnerability is very attractive. So sometimes when people thinking are thinking about branding in general, it's like, here's our strengths. Here's why we're wonderful. Here's why we're the best. Here's why we're different. But the, one of my favorite phrases, and I've operated this going all the way back to when I was a radio personality or presenter, and I had to learn this, nobody can relate to your affection. and Or sorry, nobody can relate to your perfection. Hmm. <laughs> Let me get that right. And so when we come across as these perfect brands and nothing ever goes wrong, it's really hard for anyone to relate to that. But the opposite can be true. When you show some vulnerability, which is really easy to do with a personal brand, then all of a sudden they are like, oh, I, yeah, they, they seem great. Um, and so vulnerabilities you can share, they don't have to be related to your business. That can be powerful in the right scenario. But for me, I will talk about my Diet Coke addiction. 
or my struggles as a dad of two young boys. I, you know, being a dad is one of the hardest is it is the hardest job. Like entrepreneurship feels easy, even though it's not compared to that. And so sharing those kind of things, which comes much more naturally and makes sense as a personal brand as opposed to a corporate bank, for example, um, can do a lot. And it's very attractive and endearing to people. Would you agree, Bob? I, I do. Absolutely agree. I think for me, that was also a very big moment when I realized, actually, it's fundamentally important that I don't attract everybody because there's a physics to attraction. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. If you look at basic magnetism, you can't have that strong force of attraction without the equal force of pushing others away. So if you want to see success, it becomes really important that you lean into what's as authentically you as you possibly can in order that you attract the right people. And those people who would never have been into you in the first place, they give you a big body's worth. Um, and that's a wonderful thing. It's a terrible thing if you have a very weak personal brand and you're depending on every single thing that comes in the door. But if you don't, if you play the numbers, that authenticity works in your favor in some surprising ways. I have a membership program called Social Media Leads Lab, and my favorite compliment that I will get from people is, where do you find these people? Everyone's a good person and that sort of thing. And I don't have, like, can you teach me how to do that? And I'm like, I don't really have a strategy for that, except when you put out who you are yeah. and your goals, you tend to attract those same people and, you know, repel the others. And so... I love the way that you put that. All right. Next up, number three, six ways having a personal brand can increase your sales. Go ahead, Bob. For me, it's a natural follow-on from what you just described it. Because for me, number three is a better client fit. And you have to tell me if I'm doing the wrong one. Mm. But when I understood the authenticity piece, and I could really relax into being myself and not trying to be, be a caricature of Gary Vaynerchuk or somebody like that, because I just can't do that. What I found was the people who were coming into my business, they already liked me before we'd ever met. And that was um, really new because it used to be that after I sold every client, I had to sell them on me. And that was really hard work because sometimes I'd sell a client and when I discover, you know what, we just don't like each other. Uh, it's very, very rare in life that you meet somebody and you think, we just don't work together at all. But if you can have the opposite in your business where the clients are coming to you because they really like you, that's a wonderful thing. And it just makes your business a pleasure to run. Does that make sense? Surely yeah, but surely you run into uh, a situation occasionally where somebody really likes you, but it's not—it's still not a good fit. Would you say? Actually, very rarely. Um, yeah, I think it can happen, but often where your the vision is misaligned. If somebody's decided they kind of like me, I'm really—I get on with anybody. But yeah, so no, mostly I—I I don't find that a problem. Yeah, I would think it was rare. Yeah. I, the reason it popped into my head is one of the things that I always ha kind of have to remind myself in my business because, you know, we all enjoy flattery. And so if somebody uh, says they like something or 
somebody says they like something and they ask for something. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me do that for you. And it's like, oh, wait, is that, is that still the right fit? Kind of like you were very complimentary as we started the show. And all of a sudden I was just like, oh, wow, thanks, Bob. And, you know, and so, um, yeah, so that, that's what, I, that's kind of what I was envisioning because there are situations where obviously it can be one way, but I think you're right. When you put your personal brand out there, you're going to attract the right people, especially when you get into values and, and things like that. Yeah. So that's great. All right. Uh, did you want to add something? No. Oh, okay. Okay. I switched to my notes and then I heard a breath. So I just wanted to check. Okay. Um, next up, number four of six ways having a personal brand can increase your sales. Just before we jump into that, this episode is brought to you by dailysocialmediatips.com. You can join thousands of entrepreneurs who get my social media tips delivered straight to their inbox for free. And of course, daily emails aren't for everybody. So at the moment, they become unhelpful. If that ever happens, you can quickly unsubscribe from any email. I encourage you to give it a shot. Just go to dailysocialmediatips.com. Only takes a few seconds to sign up. So six ways having a personal brand can increase your sales. Number four, it accelerates trust. And this is similar to some of the other themes that we have been talking about. But the more you share about you as a human, the faster that trust is going to be built up. Because if you only share who you are as a business and the things that you do for people, trust can come through social proof and some other avenues. But if you start sharing more about your values, the things that are important to you, or we talked about your vulnerabilities, um, you know, I think in some ways when we share things that, that you know, aren't all you know, shiny rainbows, it's kind of like, oh, Nobody would ever share that unless it was true. <laughs> you know, I did a um, earlier this year, I did an in-person all-day workshop with real estate agents. And part of the day, we discussed personal brands. I had everybody give them some criteria. Everybody wrote down and kind of wrote down what might be some of, you know, part of their personal brands. And one of the aha moments for the people in the room, as I had people stand up and share like these five things that can make up their personal brands, was kind of like, Wow. Like, I just met you, but I feel like I know you so well. Yeah. And I think it is sort of that that thing where it's like, well, they wouldn't share that unless it was true. So they must be an honest person and therefore an honest brand. I use a very similar device with clients, which is what, what I call, and I don't know if I made this up or somebody else did, but the five themes of you. And what I've found through working with that again and again is People often take for granted what appears mundane for them, not realizing how interesting that is for other people. Um, I think I might have used this example with you the other day that I have a friend who lives in Hawaii. And every time I see him on social media, it's just, he lives in paradise. And I think mm. where I live, it's, it's a big city in Scotland. It's always raining. He's visiting here at the moment. He thinks he's arrived in fairyland. And the message there is what's ordinary for you is amazing for somebody else. So sometimes leaning into the ordinary things in your life are equally powerful. For me, if I see an American street, just the fire hydrants, I think that looks amazing. For You don't even see them anymore. Um, there was another aspect to that, which was, um, oh, I can't remember anymore. doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, hold on. So are you saying you don't have fire hydrants? You do, but you don't see them because they're buried in the ground. Ah, you have to okay. lift up the manhole okay. cover to put a fire hose in, in the ground. Okay. Crazy. Yeah. See, if somebody posted a, a, a an Instagram reel and it was like, do you know that 
you can't find fire hydrants in Scotland. I would be like, what? <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah, that's, that's a great example of how that, you know, the mundane. And that was what I saw come out of this workshop that I taught. I'll never forget this woman. Um, she stood up and she talked about how she thinks that, um, okay, I have to get this right for, for the international community. She thinks main courses, which here in the United States we call entrees, but I learned when I was yeah. traveling to Australia, that most of the world, that's an appetizer. That's the thing that comes, you know, at the beginning of the meal. But she thinks main courses are a waste of food and a waste of plate space. And she just wants to eat what we call appetizers, yeah. what a lot of the world calls entrees all the time. And and so, and she was so passionate about it. And people would start throwing other food items like, well, what about a great steak or whatever? And she's like, no, waste. I want to, you know, I want tapas. I want to sample everything. And I was like, that's such a cool, unique, you know, thing and so memorable. And so I have a feeling in 10 years, I'll still, I've actually, I've already forgotten her name. Apologies if you're listening. It was a big room full of people, but I'm always going to remember that because I thought that was so I cool. I remember so, what I wanted to say now. Yeah. That okay. If you think of any micro celebrity that you know, or internet personality, we, we know quite a lot about them. So we know what their kids do for sometimes. We know where they've been on vacation. Celebrities, if you like, they make it part of their business to allow some of the windows into their life to be open. And they do that because the brain needs a certain amount of information in order to, to, in order to establish a relationship with someone. So using these five themes, giving ourselves three dimensions for people to build a relationship rather than the one-dimensional business, um, yes. it works strongly as a psychological binding factor. So that's why the five themes, that's what I wanted to say about the five themes. It doesn't have to be five, it could be two, it could be three, it could be four. You decide. But give people a little bit of material in order that you can exist in their mind a little more richly. Yes, yes, very well put. All right, next up, number five, six ways having a personal brand can increase your sales. What do you got, Bob? For me, this comes down to good old-fashioned competitive advantage. I remember... I was asked, and this is in the days when I, I was fairly new to my podcast. I think I was in episode 50 or something like that, which back then I thought I'd made it, um, but it was new and I was still providing agency services at the time locally where I live. So I was invited to come in and pitch for some business and I was speaking to these people for 20 minutes or so and then it went really, really well. And then the CEO comes, knocks on the door. He says, Bob, I'll, I'll walk you out. And he started telling me about all the podcast guests that I had on the show and that he'd been listening. And it became apparent as I, as I was on my way out the door, he'd already decided I had to work. And mm. he just wanted to meet me on the way out. <laughs> there was nobody else pitching for the work. It was just me. Because what I realized was, if you have a very strong personal brand and everything that goes with that, the implied authority, the, the credibility, you are the de-risked quantity. If somebody has to choose between mm. two providers of any service, one of them, there's a dark cloak of mystery over them. Nobody really knows who they are or what they do, but the price was okay. And they seemed okay when you were speaking to them. And then there's another vendor who is very transparent, very open, clearly knows lots of people who are world experts. Who's going to get the work it's, if the price is the same? Yes. 
even if the price is a little bit higher. And it doesn't take an awful lot of work to establish that point of difference as a personal brand. It doesn't take years of podcasting. It just takes a little bit of consistent visibility, a bit of consistent effort, and it can make a significant difference from a competitive perspective. Well, and I think too, and obviously this depends on a person's business, but as you said, you know, even if the price is a little higher, in some cases, a personal brand can make you the person they want to work with, no matter the price, because you're no longer a commodity. They're not looking at, like for your example, Bob, they're not like at you and another agency and they're like, okay, well, they're going to do this many this and this many this and you know, here's the price point. Yeah. They're just going, as long as Bob is not $50,000 more, we're going with Bob. And that sounds like that's what the CEO decided before you walked in the door that day and made you pitch anyway, right? Yeah. No, that, that's pretty much the situation. Back then, yeah. I did have to pitch against other people. These days, it's very unusual. By the time people come, by the, by the time I know about people, they've already kind of decided it's just a question, can they afford it or not? Um, and yes. I'm very affordable, everybody. <laughs> just FYI. All right. Up next, number six of six ways having a personal brand can increase your sales. And number six is having a personal brand automatically makes you more memorable. And we've talked about that in this conversation in a lot of different ways. But when they need you, maybe they don't need you right now, but when they do, they will remember you. And when their friend asks for a referral for whatever you do, again, they're more likely to remember you, this multidimensional person who happens to you know, not only have their business, but also um, hate the main course of meals and you know, whatever else it may be. And that alone to me is worth any time or money to invest in developing a personal brand. Because you know, if your business thrives on referrals, the best thing you can do is always be at the top of somebody's mind or at the tip of their tongue, essentially. One of the, the curse of my early career was I was almost the invisible guy. I'm a real, I was a really shy introvert. And in large groups, in traditional networking events, I really struggled. But by focusing on things like this, being able to spend time one-on-one -on -one with people, I managed to kind of sidestep the natural networking cycle. And as a byproduct of that, became very, very memorable. I think there's another aspect to this, which is everybody's going to have their own style of building their personal brand. There's no one route. But mm. anybody can amplify their personal brand. It just requires a little bit of consistent effort. But like you said, right at the beginning, building a personal brand accelerates the like, know, and trust. And that, I guess, is essentially one of the most powerful things, is to be remembered for the right things, rather than accidentally being remembered for the wrong things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good point too. I mean, the more human you are, uh, the more forgiving somebody can be when you make a mistake <laughs> in some way. Like, oh, you didn't get that done. I understand. I know your kids were sick. I saw it on Facebook and uh, yeah, no worries. Just get it to me when you can this week or something like that. So, all right. We're going to recap all six here in just a moment. Our question of the week though, from Monique, and I love this question. She said, can I have a personal brand and still maintain my privacy? 
So Bob, I'll let you chime in on Monique's question first. What would you say to Monique? Um, there's a few ways of looking at this. For me, authenticity is important, but that doesn't mean 100% transparency. It's like I said earlier, you decide which windows are open and which are closed. So for example, with my kids, my kids are adults now, and they've moved out of this ridiculously shy phase where I can't post a picture of them at all. But they have to give permission before I ever post a picture of them. Similar, same with my wife. Um, so that's one aspect of it is negotiation with those people around you. Um, personally, I'm also of the opinion that if it isn't positive, probably doesn't have a place in your public persona. So I, tip, I personally would stay away from politics. I stay away from religion unless that's inherent within your personal brand. But be aware that for every person you attract, you are going to push others away, maybe for reasons you didn't intend, because those two are polarizing topics. So only use them if you intend to polarize. Uh, yeah, those are all in yeah. topics for your personal brand. Um, but other than that, I think, as you described earlier, the five themes is a, a useful device that you can decide ahead of time. These are the areas I'm consistently going to talk about and then if there's anything else that crops up, you make a decision on the fly. But yes, it's essentially building a personal brand is showbiz. It doesn't have to be 100% real life. Um, you shouldn't be faking anything, but you decide how you're going to filter that presentation to the world. Yeah, you get to curate it. And Monique, I love I love the way you asked your question because a lot of people think, oh, personal brand, that means I have to share everything. And, and the answer to that is no, you absolutely don't. So before doing what I do now, uh, my wife and I hosted uh, radio shows as radio personalities or radio presenters. Uh, I worked in radio for over 20 years. And being a personal brand was essentially um, what we did. And it, we had these conversations of here's what we share and here's what we don't. And there was no gray area. Yeah. So for example, we would post pictures at home or share pictures at home. Some of this predates the internet too, but um, but we would never post any photos outside of our yeah. home because we decided that was a boundary work and across. Um, then once we had kids, whole nother conversation, right? Okay, what are we going to share? And so unless you're in a close-knit, like private you know, group that we've created online, we don't post public photos of any of our kids' faces. When they get older, that's their decision to make. And if we might talk about... Um, something that's happening at school, but we don't talk about what school it is ever. Uh, and then another big one for us was, and again, this depends on where you live and if you're a local business or an international business or whatever it might be, but do you post about things while they're happening? So one of our rules in radio generally was if it was not a radio sponsored event, like we're at this concert, we didn't post about it until later on. And so it might be different for you, Monique, or anyone else who's listening to this, but once you set those boundaries and just make them black and white so there is no wiggle room, it becomes very clear and it feels a lot safer to share because you've predefined yeah. the things that you're going to share. And I love what you said about your kids and your wife, Bob, because if there are other people in your life that are part of your personal brand, you're going to want to okay that with them as well. That, that was a big conversation for me because I can remember I, I used to really struggle with any level of visibility online. Um, go back about five years, I couldn't, I was crippled by the idea of a selfie. And that's hilarious now for most people who know me because I'm pretty much Mr. Selfie. 
but that used to be really, really difficult. And I remember having that conversation with my family and they said, we'll make it happen. Um, they started taking the pictures of me. So my family started to participate in the cultivation of that personal brand because they knew it was important because it's what put bread on the table. So take your family along with you if that is an issue for you, because if you can get the support of your family, most people worry about the reactions of other people, family, friends. Mm -hmm. Have the conversation, like you said, tell them this is important to me. It's important for my business growth. It's important for my career that I become more high profile. So you're going to see me doing some weird ass things online. I would love your support. Um, and people love it. Yeah. Well, and as you said, selfies were very much out of character for you. So had you not had that conversation, would have been, you see what dad's doing? What's going on? Is, what's, what's happening there? So, but, all right, but, let's um, recap our six ways. What's I was going to say, my older son invited me to his partner's mother as an influencer. And he meant it. <laughs> well, I think you are an influencer uh, and on some level for sure. So, so let's, let's talk about these six ways again to recap. A personal brand can increase your sales. Number one was referability. Uh, people, because they know you and they know your brand, they're more likely to refer you and you seem like a bigger deal. So it actually looks good to their friends when, you re when they refer you. Number two, vulnerability is very attractive. A personal brand allows you to share vulnerable parts of your life without necessarily sharing weaknesses in your business. And that makes you a lot more likable and trustworthy. Number three, a better client fit. When people feel like they already know you ahead of time, you're going to attract clients that you probably align well and work well with. Number four, it accelerates the trust. Again, because you're sharing these other things, they feel like they trust you ahead of time. And sometimes if you share something uh, you know, really vulnerable, people think, well, they wouldn't share that unless it was true. So it must be true. So they must be an honest person. Number five, competitive advantage. Um, because you are higher profile and you've got this personal brand out there, even if they look it up as they're just discovering you and they see your presence online, you are a lower perceived risk to hire or work with than somebody who doesn't have that. And number six, um, you're more memorable for all the reasons that we talked about. So they'll remember you when they need someone like you or when a friend asks if they have any referrals for someone like that. So Bob, I'm going to ask you to choose your favorite of the six. You do not have to choose one of mine. You can choose one of your, yours. I don't want that to be awkward or anything like that. Which of those do you think um, would be is most impactful or is your favorite? I'm going to go for memorability because at the end of the day, that's what it's all for. You want somebody to think of a need and automatically associate that with you. And I'll give you a good example. I met a guy nearly 20 years ago when I, I was probably in my mid-twenties, working for an oil service company as a, as a designer guy. And there was another guy come over from Venezuela to visit the company to Scotland. Crazy. And we met each other for a day. And then 20 years later, I get a message on LinkedIn saying, hey, Bob, I'm now the CEO of this big company. You're the only guy who can help me. And that was purely driven through the cultivation of my personal brand online, I had moved from his head from that little guy he met 20 years ago to the only person who he could trust to speak to about his personal brand and integrating that with a sales process. So two decades yeah. later, that's amazing. What a, what a great story. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with my favorite being number one and, and mainly because it's not one that I'd thought about before until you brought it. 
to the show, which is this idea that if you have a strong personal brand, people are more likely to refer you because it almost comes with status, like, oh, you should check them out, and I know them, and you know, kind of know them, and the other person goes, oh, wow, they seem like a big deal. So there's, there's, all, there's just a little bit more psychology at play there, which I really, really like. So if you want to go deeper on any of those, you can go to thesixways.com slash 22 for episode 22. And um, if you uh, enjoyed our show, I definitely want you to check out Bob's podcast, which is called The Personal Brand Entrepreneur Show. And then Bob also has something called The Personal Brand Business Roadmap. So give us a quick explanation about what The Personal Brand Business Roadmap is, Bob. So a personal brand business is essentially a business that's wrapped around you and your personal brand. Uh, there are five strands to the roadmap. There's building your personal brand foundations, building your visibility, building your authority, productizing, and then selling and scaling. And the roadmap helps people orientate around the confusing mess that is all the decisions that go into actually making that happen. So some people would have a very successful business, but they're struggling to move much further because they maybe missed some things earlier on the roadmap. People at the beginning of the journey might be trying to jump straight into selling $45 courses when nobody knows who they are. There's a better way to do that. So it's just all about helping you get the right things in the right order to build, market, and monetize your personal brand. I love that because all entrepreneurs, we all waste so much time trying to figure out what thing to do next. So that link is included in the show notes or the description, depending on where you are consuming this episode. And if you like this one, two other episodes to check out, six ways you should break the social media rules. Um, this is definitely part of being a personal brand is sometimes is doing things a little differently. And then also six ways anyone can increase their camera confidence. Video will definitely help you grow your personal brand. And you can find links to both of those wherever you are watching or listening. Remember, we all do better when we all do better. So keep helping each other out. Let us know how it's going. And Bob, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun.